All right. So after uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, this is the reason why no one ever listened to Smashing Pumpkins again. That's a that sounds like corn. Uh, yeah, I was gonna that's say, did you just take the riff from corn? I that's mean, a, that's the opening track yeah, off I mean, the next album from Blind. What Come year on, was man. that? What year was that? 1999. What about Swan? Hold on, that Swan? was when cocaine was pretty heavy and everyone was pretty into the corn. Dude, that Cocaine's sounds still exactly heavy. like corn. That's not cocaine, Carl. I thought Billy Street Meth that those corn guys are using. Yeah, that makes more sense. Dude, they're what? today. Oh, they're not from Iowa. That's uh. Slipknot. I don't know where corn's from. It doesn't matter, but the people that follow them, they don't use cocaine. No, they're meth, meth heads. Yeah. Full meth heads. Corn? Yeah. All right. You know Jonathan Davis is like a born-again Christian now, too, right? No, he's not. It's, his, it's the bass player. Are you sure? Fuck yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's Jonathan it, Davis. It no, it's, no, it's, it's the bass player. It's Jonathan Davis, that's dude. Not a right? That's Nate? the worst urban No, it's not. It's not, it's not Jonathan, Jonathan Davis? Davis. No. Okay. It's the bass player. Yeah, because he I guess, died and his father died or something, and then he turned to God. So, he went to yeah. Israel. He, he also has a blonde, blonde uh, dreadlocks down yeah, to his back. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so this whole podcast is going to be about Billy Corgan celebrating his life and times um, and not celebrating because this. once I got into the Billy Corgan research, mm-hmm. he's one weird-ass dude. Yeah, I, you, you found a lot more... Question: If you uh, speaking of drugs and blood, did Billy Corgan do drugs or was he? A I'm pretty sure he never really did a that, lot. That was kind of what I gathered. Really? No, I don't think he's a drinker or did much. Like, I think he's see, just crazy, dude. Well, no. If if you see him, I watched some interviews of him in like 1994, and he seemed incredibly normal, Midwestern, and straight laced, talking. Like he seemed very, you know, he didn't didn't appear to be someone who was, who was on drugs. All right, so I don't think he did, but uh, obviously their whole band. Well, Jimmy Chamberlain, obviously a little bit of heroin here and oh, there. Yeah, he, yeah, they kicked him out because of that. Yeah, a bit. And, and he no, they're, he became they're, a CEO of a tech company. They have a keyboard player that died. Yeah, on who, a tour of a heroin overdose. Right. Yeah. He, so uh, drugs but he also band. played another band. Didn't he play with uh, some? He played with someone. Anyway, he slammed Darcy for drugs. She said, uh, "Yeah." And or it was something like he called her a drug addict. Yeah. He's, he when he kicked her out of the band, she said he was unreliable and slipping slowly into uh, madness and or drug abuse. All right, Let, I'm gonna go to this first. Oh. I'm gonna go to this first question though. I need to, this answered first. Is Smashing Pumpkins a Chicago band? I, I don't consider them. I never think of them like that. You're the only one who like lived a, in Chicago. Yeah, I know, but people don't look at them from Chicago. They don't look at them. Where are they from? Band because they're our Chicago band. Yeah, no. But hold it's on, funny. big question. What what is a Chicago band? What was the last Chicago band? Uh, Rise Against Naked Raygun. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, so they got their they Local came up H? through the club scene Wait. in Chicago, Wilco? right? So they didn't what? like it, so Wilco? they moved. Wilco's Wilco's from St. Louis. Yeah. They live in Chicago. But they, okay, that's fine. They grew up in St. Louis. Ben, if you that's what I'm trying band, to. St- you would be a Milwaukee band. You wouldn't be a fucking Elkhorn band. Right, but they actually grew up like 
all that Wilco grew up in St. Louis. Okay, but they all live in Chicago. It doesn't matter. They're and now, in the band, yeah. And I think of them as a Chicago, a Chicago band. band. Yes. And not like almost Pearl Jam is now a Chicago band because they play no, Wrigley Pearl Field. Pearl Jam <laughs> is a Seattle band. Well, obviously, but That's they. That's the end of the story. They're classically no Seattle. more discussion on that end. Uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam is not a Chicago band. But I'm just saying, like, no one considers Smashing Pumpkins a Chicago they, well, band. Well, because they were okay. international and they didn't. Well, Billy Corrigan later sort of claimed more roots there. Um, he is from and, he's yeah, from like Arlington Heights, right? And yeah. he lives in Arlington Heights now. So, yeah, I guess you could call him. I never hear, I never heard people talking about like smashing. Well, they weren't with like Triple Fast Action and Local H, and all those bands, like because they got super popular super fast. Yeah, I actually found out. So, the whole reason, one of the main reasons why we were obsessed with this is the Atomic Records T-shirt he is wearing in the Pisces Iscariot. No, that's me. Album. Which is possibly Kevin Cashin. By the way, Kevin and Carl are here. Um, they played a concert actually in Atomic Records in 1991. They played That's actual right. in yes. Okay, so they probably drove up from Chicago. Drove up right yeah, an so hour and a half before uh, Gish. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and call them a Chicago band. Before Gish came out. <laughs> yeah. So they were actually touring around. Their first show was at the Metro. Yeah. So they're okay. They're yeah. They're absolutely. Your first shows at the Metro. You're a Chicago band, right? I wasn't living there till 1998, so I I missed all that. They were already wait international. You weren't listening. No, living there. Oh, gotcha. So gotcha, I guess gotcha. I missed it when they were coming up. You know, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Um, so is it because he grew up here, or because the band he started here took off? Because obviously the bands crashed in Florida that he started. The groups. Oh, the well, he moved. He played that one band that went to Florida. Yes, that was not good. I'm trying to think of their name. I don't. Even so know. that's the only question. Do you call a band where they actually their roots came up from? Meaning, well, where they all, got popular. So, like, because well, you call Pearl Jam a Seattle band, it's because that's where they got popular. Which and their they main person. They live there, right? I yeah, mean, they're basically sure. all well, they members of Green River. Well, so Eddie Vedder is from Chicago, right? And he's born in Chicago, but yeah, he he relocated to, to the West Coast to California, actually. and they started the band in Seattle, and they'll forever be Green River as a yeah well, the grunge Seattle, Seattle band. Nothing to do with Green River. No, their whole band was basically Green River. Oh, two guys, right? Which is the main two without any better. music writers who wrote the whole album of ten. That Soundgarden is a Seattle band. Oh, totally. Alice in Chains is a Seattle band. You have to be from somewhere. Nirvana is from technically you Aberdeen. You, know, you couldn't just uh, throw everybody's name in a hat, look where they're from, pick one out and say, Darcy's from goddamn Topeka. I think she's from Elgin. Okay. Well, there you go. You got two members out of four. <laughs> I knew Darcy's sister. Okay. You knew Darcy's sister? We're closing in. Really? Okay. Yeah. Chicago have you band. read her interviews? They're I insane. I didn't know much about her, but I knew she was... She's from here. Um, I no, I didn't. I didn't read anything. I don't know. We'll get. Hold it. on. Hold on. Hold on. You you knew her? Like she would say, "Hey, Nate." She. I worked with her. <laughs> or like yeah, no, you gawked I, her from a, a fire. I, I worked okay. alongside when That's I worked cool. in a wood shop. She was Darcy's. I mean, it was her sister. I mean, it's a good question. It was her sister, not right. like her. Like she were. I worked for like three years with her. That's she awesome. Talk, I mean, everyone. See, okay, I need it. clarification sometimes when it's like okay. I knew someone. It's like, all right, did right. You? I need to go off on a DRC side note. Yes, please, please do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to discredit her from any part whatsoever in the fame of Smashing Pumpkins. 
she's, she's, she's an absolute non-entity in the band. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm glad you bring that up because <laughs> there's an interview so with Billy. Sister is, has even less credibility. Right. But Billy Corgan, in an interview like recently, he's like, basically, she was just a showpiece. She's like, she wrote nothing. She could barely play a bass. Yeah. We just got her because she wore like a um, headband with devil horns and could play like she looked cool. And they just got everybody back together and deliberately told could, her like, not to come. Not ask her to come. And the, that's a, the other part is it gets crazy because Billy Corgan basically says like you're not fit to actually like physically perform for three hours at a live show, and she goes. She goes on this whole tangent how she was like this huge athlete and a gymnast and like could perform and like that's bullshit. But um, obviously they don't get along together. Um, back to the Atomic Records thing before I forget. So not only was Billy Corgan wearing one, but I did find this out on a teenage fan club album. One of the guys was wearing an Atomic Records uh, t-shirt in the liner notes. For those of you who don't know, Atomic Records was a Milwaukee like yes. indie record shop. That, that was like right around the corner from Yeah, yeah. it's basically like four blocks away. And then uh, Dave Abruzzi's, I can't <laughs> pronounce his name, that you know who he is. The, he's, the, a, he's the drummer on 10. Yes, the drummer from 10 actually wore an Atomic Records t-shirt on Saturday Night Live for one of their performances, which I did not know. So that's, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So. Is that 100% Milwaukee Atomic Records? That's a one shop. One stop, nonstop. Yep. That's impressive. Well, I didn't know before on Pisces Dream that. Pisces Iscariot. Pisces Iscariot? Yeah. Siamese Dream came after like that. Like Judas. Oh, which yeah. was. A, okay. No, right, right, right. Pisces Iscariot was a B sides. B sides album. Like, which actually is came the one, out after. Which I know is it the, came out after Gish. It was the B sides. Was it after Gish? Gish? Yeah. Okay. With, la- with landslide cover that everyone like that he loved. recorded, you can hear a siren. Like, yeah, the one yeah, after yeah. Gish, which one? There's one that uh, Eha and DRC he took out all their parts on the Siamese album. Dream. No, Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream. So my next question, I actually wrote this. Number two, is Smashing Pumpkins technically just Billy Corgan with other people, just like Bright Eyes is Connor Oberst with other people? Is Smashing Pumpkins essentially just Billy Corgan? No, just, well, they that because definitely what this the spark plug was Billy Corgan on Siamese Dream, but uh, he wrote Mel- everything. Melancholy, well, yeah, he he wrote everything they ever played, but Melancholy, right. everybody had like very important parts, I think, in yeah. the studio to, to the creation of the album as a whole, because that that could not have been created by one person. No, not even close. Yeah, and I, I mean, think actually that that album's more important than Siamese Dream. I would say so. Yeah. He played every instant instrument on Siamese Dream. I know that. Yeah, well, except for the drums. Except for the he... drums. No, he did not he play didn't the play drums. Him? Yeah. So, yeah. so from a layman's perspective, and he, he, he wrote the songs. Him. He sang the songs. They tried yeah. to he played the songs. They, which is they how, how does that not make him the whole band? Right. It's basically the Billy Corgan band. We saw band, them about three miles from here at the Braz, old Bradley Center. We saw exactly why. They were not an actual band because they couldn't possibly play together. Nobody. They were terrible. They were ob- so 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 bad. Because live. those people did not know what they were doing. Yeah, they. I mean, Darcy was. They're not good musicians. Eha was. Everyone thought Eha was awesome. Yeah, everyone thought Eha was great, but it was actually Billy Corgan Billy playing Corgan, all the awesome right, riffs. Yeah. Right. That's on, that's, on, on Simon's Dream. 
That's not extreme, yeah. Except, yeah. But melancholy is they like... They make it look... They look it's cool. like an orchestra. So so let's go back to your original question. And they probably got like a million is dollars... Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. I think it is. Pretty much. They played for 17 years without ever talking to James E. Howe. He played... They went 17 years. They made... All right, do I need to play that song again? You the, don't need to. The, the corn? What do you mean you don't without ever talking to James E. Howe? Smashing corn? Um, <laughs> what do you mean without talking to James Yeah, They went 17 years in between. Uh, like, I think he basically kicked Yeah out at 1999 when they were doing that Corn album, um, which I will only refer to as Corn album. <laughs> well, yeah, whoever is listening to this that actually is listening and that is going to fact check all this shit is just going to be, you know... Oh, there's probably... Hey, well, gonna... the internet's going to explode. Yeah, there's the fact checking on this, Ben, is just going to be atrocious. Like, who cares but I think it's pretty accurate it is no, super ben accurate just, Ben just said super this accurate. he goes back in 99 during the it was 99 he, no. era, he kicked Eha out he did and they in went 99? to 99 I think it was 99 and they went 17 years and in 2016 was the first time he talked to Eha and then they just reunited and played the first concert like a year ago together they played the, uh, and Chamberlain came back too mm. they played all together and then the only one that won't play is DRC because um, Billy <laughs> Cor- oh now he only wants to be known as William Corgan. <laughs> William does not want to uh, play with her because she can't play for three hours. She can't play. Well, that too. He also basically said that. Yeah. So yeah, everything I can figure out is he is a complete asshole. Like controlling. Yeah, and if he's that good at what he does, how can he not? bring more arti- which better players around him to, to lift up the entire thing well, we tried that was with the megalomania right I, I want to go into the the more uh, that leads me into so if he's such an asshole getting into the spicy details of the <laughs> the William Corrigan life that dude dated Jessica Simpson that's weird did you know that? No, it's not weird at all. They went Everybody on, knows that. They went on six dates, but... I hold on. I didn't know I didn't know that. I don't find that weird at all. I, really I found it... I find it kind of weird. Courtney Love was weirder to me than Jessica Simpson. Well, let's, let's, let's backtrack on that. So he dated Courtney Love before Kurt Cobain, and they were on one of the big European tours. So, like, uh, Hole and Nirvana were opening up for Smashing Pumpkins somewhere in your Nirvana... Uh, Heyday. She was his girlfriend at the time. And yeah, dating Billy Corgan. And so somehow he tra- they they finished the tour and Corgan goes back to the United States and he Cord- refused to pay for her plane ticket yes. back. She wanted to come back with him. And so she just refuses or he refuses and she's stuck there and then she falls in love with Kurt. Right. Marries Kurt obviously. Kills him. <laughs> That's a whole another uh, podcast. Um, Scott, you honestly conspiracy theory? Yeah, it is a conspiracy theory. But it has no validity. It's it's just not. I don't know, man. It was a depressed man that put a shotgun in his mouth. Yeah, no, he failed. He disappeared for two weeks before that. There's a whole thing. Failed at killing himself three like a month earlier. He had he had uh, he had no drugs in his system then. He had gotten clean. No, he was complete. He was clean. No, he had gotten clean. They, the people who killed him, injected him 
with the hair. No, no, no. So he disappeared, he dude. There, a week before. Have you ever read this stuff? He, he disappeared for two weeks and was like in a heroin den for two weeks yeah. right before he killed himself. That's what they say. Oh. If there's another box. So where was he? Yeah. Disappeared. Right. I know. I, I'm anyway. Just, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. Himself. Anyway, so so he dated Courtney Love, and then he got back to together with her in like 2006 and lived with her and uh, what's his daughter's name like Sunflower Bean or something mm-hmm. like that, and uh, Francis. Francis Francis yeah Francis Bean, Bean yeah, and uh, Sunflower Bean's a baby. Francis so Fran so he's living with them in like the the Hollywood Hills, and supposedly like he had his own wing of the house and really didn't even talk to them. And Courtney Love ended up stealing two songs of his that they wrote. They were writing all these songs together and just took them and put them on whatever, like a Celebrity Skin or whatever, like an album mm-hmm. that actually got pretty popular. And then, you know, Corgan just went crazy on her and wrote like, this crazy shit on And Twitter. then Jessica yeah. Simpson, Jen- why does Jessica Simpson and dating Jessica Simpson for either one of them make sense to you? Courtney Love uh, makes because, sense. No, that. Like Carl says, that is just the out of the picture. Okay, that's totally the most bizarre pairing of people I've ever heard of in my life. Billy Corgan and Courtney Love. Okay, so Billy Corgan is super rock star. Okay, Jessica Simpson's on the rebound. You know, she was super seventeen guys super, deep after Nick Lachey. The she mayor. was super famous at that time because yeah, of the and reality they, and they show. They run into each other. Hey, let's fuck. Yeah, this would be this could be fun. I mean, that's, the best, that's how it goes. It doesn't, but it doesn't seem like... No, you just that doesn't make times and you say you're dating and then you just so, fucking go your separate ways. I don't know if you read any of this, but this is the best thing that I read about that whole uh, relationship is there was this video that they had where she was watching him play acoustic guitar and she turns to the camera and she goes, he braids my prayers. What? Yeah. Not he Harry's, braids? My prayers. That's weird. Yeah. I, I don't find who, that weird at Whose who's religion? Like, <laughs> no, Jessica Simpson is fucking whacked. Well, okay? he, he, they Billy went on Corgan six dates. Billy Corgan is whacked. He's What's super crazy. Yeah. She went on, they went on six dates, and he basically said, I think it was oh, either in Spin or Rolling Stone. Six dates? Ben, you should, you're going you to write the Corgan uh, autobiography. Dude, I did a lot of research on this. And you should. So, six dates... He broke up with her because he got, he's like, I was trying to talk spiritual and she just didn't get it. And it's like, so Billy uh, Morgan, is he a Christian? He is not. He's like, uh, he actually started a website, like a, a weird religious website that is, I don't even know how to explain it. It's not as. Is he starting his own religion? It's kind of like that. It's super weird. Well, Scientolo- like Scientology idol, started and look at how profitable that became. Idol worship of him. I am trying to. S- hmm. But it's got to be outside, it was, outside of the, the norm. No, it's way. It's, every, everybody that just like starts a religion and, and incorporates all these Eastern. It was a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just throw so, this out there just really quick. I'm. I'm yeah. sorry. I know a man that is a pastafarian. Do you, okay. Do you, do you know what that is? He's talking about pastafarian. Pastafarian. That is the. There's a pasta god. Oh, that's the one that the girls from Waukesha killed the dude, right? So no, that's Slenderman. Slender Slender this is a re- like a legal. Oh yeah, and that was on creepy pasta. This that is a okay. This yeah, is yeah, a yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a state uh, recognized religion. I'm just saying where there is a pasta 
monster that spaghetti monster. Yes, and and you are allowed to wear a colander on your head during oh, your yeah, state photos. Oh yeah, I've read that. Yeah. Right. So, so when we talk about starting religions and and all this <laughs> craziness, let's not just start with like, oh, he, he's crazy. There are people out there that actually may believe that there's a pasta monster out there that. And the state of Wisconsin has recognized that as a religion. All right, so he started Beautiful. he started a spirituality site, everythingfromheretothere.com, and, quote, to discuss openly and without fear concepts of mind-body-soul integration. So that's what it was. All right. And the photo of him is, like, so? with, eye, with eye black, like, going down his cheeks and, like, a cross made of... Uh, it sounds like the pamphlet I read going into like an Asian back rub right. parlor. Right. Basically, that's what it was. Really? You don't read the pamphlet before you pay the money? <laughs> no, man. I just go in and pay the girl. What? These are codes? No. Oh, yeah. He also dated Tila, Tia Tequila, if you remember oh, her. That's oh, sad. Yeah. She, no, she, she also dated Sean Mer- Merriman. Oh, they got in a fight. Like, she, but like they were, Merriman, they were like, girlfriend. But body she was, like, four foot tall. Yeah. Big old kahunas. <laughs> yes. She was on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The internet. The internet. That's right. The, I'll have to. Look Another into fact that. before you, you know that the the first time after they put out the album, I didn't realize this. After they put out Melancholy, he shaved his head right before um, they went on Saturday Night Live, and that's he's never grown hair after that. When did he have hair to begin with? He had long hair. Oh, he had long hair. Pisces is scary, and he did. And all through Siamese Dream. Yeah. And yeah. all the way to recording. I only remember him as being bald. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's why I was surprised. I'm like, I always thought he was just bald, but so you're no. You're telling me that like the 1979 video is the first time the world saw him bald? Saturday, I think it was. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday Night Live was the first time. 1979 video came out way before they were plugging melancholy on Saturday Well, they Live. probably, they probably, uh, you don't, no, not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. So he went bald not because he was going bald. He's no, not, he just shaved, no, his, head. He shaved his head and he's has that came had out, probably came bald out in now. early '94. So yeah, that's what I I don't know. There's photos from him from the '80s with hair down to his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. no, he had well, long hair. I mean, well, I, look at that. I mean, he just had hair. If the top falls out, he at least could pull off like the mullet. Like I, want, I just want to see, like, Billy Corgan, I want to see every single picture of him on, on Google. I guarantee you he's none with hair. Oh, there's lots. Oh, there's there, there tons he is of them. right look there at 94, that. man. He's a beautiful head look at, of hair. Look at to the right, even. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, look right there. Long no, hair, no, short so hair, that's, blonde that's, hair, that's, black hair. That hair I see right there Nate. is the hair that I had when that's, I was on the cover, when I was on the liner notes of Siamese Dream. Yeah. That was no, Pisces style, Iscariot. in the middle, yeah. long like Nate, that. That was a style. Google, Google the Pisces Iscariot album just so you can see. It's basically Kevin. It's me. No, it is me. It, I, I guarantee it's me. Believe me, you, you don't have want a narrow or face. You don't want to look like Billy Corgan now. No, I had a fatter face. I had kid, kid fat when I was a kid. I don't know how to spell that. I don't even know you what. You had kid fat when you were hey, a kid. Whatever that is, that's all secret information right there. I this know, is not supposed to. Oh, wait, <laughs> did you just download? Did, is that what is all that? 
this is Billy Corgan it's right now. This is Google Images, man. I don't know what that shit is. I guarantee you that there's some important information. How old is he? He's 50, 50, 50, 54, No, 52. There's some esoteric shit in there, man. Those are like news advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like want ads and that's shit. Fine. I guarantee, I guarantee the Times of London news. I guarantee okay. you'd find the Holy Grail if you started searching that shit. No. Holy shit. Sorry, I'm stuck in this shit. <laughs> You're sort of stuck in that position. I'm good, man. I'm good. I know... I'm totally How do you spell right, Pisces? Alright, while you're P-I-C-S-E-S. looking at P-I-C-S-E-S. P-I-C-S-E-S. Yes. Yes. S. Why isn't it showing up? Um, he just It's that first one right there. There's me. Second from the right. Oh, yeah, that did look like... That looked exactly like... Yeah, curly hair parted. It's like my senior picture. I had curly hair parted. That really looks... That's... That really looks like Kevin. And that's not the Atomic Records Ugh, t-shirt. Ugh, that looks gross. What I love... What t-shirt is he wearing here? That's the Atomic Records t-shirt. That, that's Atomic. Yeah. I can't see it. That's the Atomic Records t-shirt. That's me, man. I was in the band. There, it's a little better. <laughs> see that? Yep. Atomic Records. This man, is, I would want one of those t-shirts. This is probably my favorite... Uh, is Atomic still there? No. I think gone. it closed down, it's yeah, like... Way gone. Ten years ago, maybe? No, she became a head seven. head shop way before it closed down. Seven years ago. They, he just did this uh, article... Finals with, coming back. ...with the uh, Guardian, and his quote is, I was watching uh, DeAntawood live performance the other day, and at one point, Ninja's on the mic, and he goes, fuck the system, we're going to build our own fucking system, and that's how I feel, and that's why he's a fucking prophet. Are there beers in that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Oh, 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 oh. So yeah, Billy Corgan is full on crazy. Um. Also, I think we Car- just had it. There was just ten minutes there where nothing. We're yeah, no, we, right. We're looking nothing. at the internet. Oh, we we're just no, we filled it internet. in. It's all right. You can always edit everything. Mm. He's uh. You but, can edit but, everything, huh? Well, but hold on. That no, we but can't. I think, I th- I'm I think, not editing I thought, everything. I thought <laughs> this was one. a good, pretty good, uh, pretty like the things I've researched is Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Uh, or is that, it Worcestershire? <laughs> I don't get paid by him, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but within four years, he went from nothing to number one. Basically, yeah. 91 right. is basically when they would have started. 90, I think they started. If I'm jumping ahead, please, please they let me know. They started 88? I think so. Maybe. But his whole idea of going from rag from riches. It's like, how did you know he was in rags, though? He, he his said dad he was, was a heroin addict. Yeah, he said he was in rags. He had nothing. Yeah. He may not have grown up complete uh, poverty, but I'm talking about when you're, what? how old was he, 20? Trying to start a band, moving to Florida, right coming yeah. back. He can have, I mean, what, he doesn't have a regular job. All he's doing is bands. He's maybe whatever he's doing on the side. I don't know. Right. I listened to an interview and of him, uh, and he said that when he was in high school, he took this musical aptitude test, and this and the scores came back, and they're like, "This can't be right. This is he scored so much higher than everyone else. This can't be right." So they made him take the test again. And uh, he scored even higher. They're like, well, we, we're gonna, we need him at the music conservatory. He can come. And then his dad, his dad found out, and he's just like, I ain't going to pay for that. So he didn't go to the Well, I mean, he obviously can write just a brilliant music, but he is. <laughs> so I read this wait, one wait, thing. Wait, 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 wait. Just so I can get this all straight before yeah. you go into this diatribe about what you read. Are we in any way, shape, or form making fun of Billy Corgan here today? No. 
We're discussing his life. Yeah, okay. I'm just I'm just making sure because no. the guy's a fucking genius. Yeah, oh, yeah, hundred percent. No one's denying that. And if he's not crazy, then I we're mean, trying I to would... figure out just how crazy he All is. Right, that's fine. I'm just saying. I'm making sure everybody's on the same page. Everyone here. thought yeah, Einstein was an idiot like savant, like right? So I mean, pretty much like, you know, I, I mean, have a Siamese Dream album hanging on my wall. I mean, that's yeah. I, I mean, is a masterpiece. The shit. Yeah, he just has gone crazy. But I, mean, um, I think he was always that way. Eh, he's gone a little like he's a he's uh Carl and I were talking about this earlier. He's done appearances on Alex Jones. He's like a nine yeah, eleven truther. He's a very moderate crazy man. It's not yeah. like Jim Morrison crazy. Flu truther. He's co- well, he's conservative. You know? He became conservative, but which pissed a lot of people that's off. Not, so, hey, that's not. That's not. Your mother has been on coast to coast and Art Bell. Okay, so like, that's not conservative. Uh, being a flu truther that they're poisoning like the government uh that's the truth that's not like okay. conservative okay but with taxes and shit yeah that doesn't matter about that i would say it's further on the right this our bell is way different than alex jones oh alex info jones, words dude. i don't listen to him. I don't yeah even... alex jones is fucking crazy maybe he, well, i don't know if he could you prove that it's smart he'd probably sue i can't prove it maybe he'd probably sue you if he heard this i don't give a I shit i think ben's not the first person to say so that. What do you think of this whole theory that someone has never been at a certain point disagreed with because no one wants to hear or see disappointment because he will get rid of them. So for 15, 20 years of a a person's life, they've been told, yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. Now all of a sudden, they're starting not to become irrelevant, but they form their own opinions on, I would say, unstable maybe credible not credible type of action so mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden he's just thinking yeah he's thinking and his experience has said this or that and that's my thought now all of a sudden here we have another hollywood person or uh someone coming out i mean scientology was born on it exploiting them exploiting people that's a deep statement, Carl. Very articulate. What were you talking it about? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't articulate at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, the, the guy's never had anyone tell him, probably no one was. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Alex Jones? Are you talking about Alex Jones? Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan, man. I was following you, Carl. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, I was following Right. So <laughs> he can think whatever he wants because no one's ever said, you're wrong. But that's the problem is, I was reading this. He got rid of everyone. Right. Every, you know what? If I said that to someone, they'd go, they'd be going, you know what? You're not right. His whole but mentality. No tell him that. His whole mentality is he's been shit on his entire life. He feels like he's always been basically like third runner up or second would be second runner up. Because, so like because from number because, one from Nirvana, Pearl Jam, yeah, Smash he was Puppet. feuding because with Nirvana. he is a super nerd. That's where you need to yeah. go with it. He is a super nerd. Yeah, he's good just point. A nerd. Good point. Not not more that he's crazy. He's a nerd. But he's he's a nerd that's just been trying so hard to be liked. Right, but people love his art and his music. But they're yeah. just like, dude, this but he's a dick. Just kind of a nerd. Yeah, well, you have to be a dick. You're a dick, nerd. and you're a nerd. If you're a super rich, popular nerd, right, you're a dick. That's how you got to be both. So you're a nerd, you're a dick, and you're always, and you're weird. Well, also the fact that how's it feel like you basically came out with two albums that are, I would say, Siamese Dream and uh, Melancholy can basically stand with anything Pearl Jam put out. And you're watching Pearl Jam sell out two nights at Wrigley, no matter what. Because we, you is, suck live, obviously, because you don't have a band. And you, you're playing like the rave. Yeah. 
if you're you lucky. You don't have, he doesn't have a band, though. Right. But, I mean, he did that to himself. So he's like, I've just been shit on. Everyone hates my albums. Like, dude, everyone fucking shit on Pearl Jam's albums, too. Yeah. When they got big. Yeah. What was... They were, like, the number one band at one point, right? For oh, man. Like, uh, for... 1979 was the number one. Okay. That hit, sure. that hit number one. Yeah, there was, like, six number ones on that album. Was, you've yeah. got... So you've got 1979. Zero. Zero. Uh... Butterfly. Maybe four, maybe four songs that went on top ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? Tonight, Tonight. Yep. Yeah, that was number one. Um, man, yeah, there's a lot the of songs. The World is a Vampire. That's the one, yeah. Is it Butterfly with uh, Bullet Wings? With bullet, bullet Wings. Uh, butterfly yeah. with Bullet Wings. There's like two others, too, that are actually... And my personal favorite song, Billy Corgan, was... Uh, Thumbelina? No. Uh, we only come out at night. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Love it, dude. We only come out at night. Hey, man, it's got a harpsichord. A rock and roll we song with a harpsichord. Oh, yeah, here's a picture of him with the zero shirt with hair. Yeah. So it must have been really, really No, he used man. to wear that all the yeah, time. I was, I always thought he looked sort of feminine, and like with hair, he looked like a girl. Yeah, he is effeminate. He was. Uh, I, bought, I watched a Charlie yeah. Rose. He, he had women bearing hips, and it was just. I always yeah. thought he was. I always thought he was a woman. He's no. Yeah, he looks. He looks really young. His. You notice his voice is. There's no bass in his voice whatsoever when he talks. So he kind of talks like a guy. You know, a girl. So yeah, really? I mean, it's 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 a I'm not body saying, type I'm not, man. It's body type. I never thought he was a. a it's female, low right? low T. Okay, so basically, I low think this T. Is just low T. There's a lot of hymns out there. You got a lot of lot mm-hmm. of things out there that can help you these days. Uh, so. I think the world would have been just fine if they would have learned that Smashing Pumpkins music was a computer generated. They would have been just as just as fine with it. Had and then they they heard that they saw that this guy made it, and and everybody we were all just like, this guy's a fucking loser. But they also god awful. I thought he I've always pretty much despised him as a person. Well, I just the the live portion of it was well, so it's bad. Music. It's like yeah, it's I mean, unbearable. No, no, he stole twenty nine of my dollars once. Hundred fucking <laughs> At least, percent. Yeah, it was Guaranteed. horrible. No, it was, it was the god-awful. worst shit that I've ever heard in my yeah. life. When what when was that? Nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven. And yeah. that's see that's fucking crazy because that they were. At their heights, and but they they're get it so the bad. They're no, so no. bad. They, they, I can't tell you how many times that they that he apologized during that show. It had apologized. to be half a dozen. Yeah, he for the sound. No, for how bad they were and how horrible. Really? But that's the thing, Nate. Yeah. Nate, don't you remember? Say? Don't you remember there was a like a one hundred two one live show that we listened to um, in high school of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I don't remember and we were like. It. And we oh, like, it, it sound, I do remember. And it was it like sounded so horrible. bad. The sound, the songs we like didn't sound anything yeah. like the studio. It was like unlistenable. That's, that's why we were wishing that it was computer generated key. because there's no. Yeah. It's not. It's basically Muzak. It's yeah. not. It's not real. It's not grounded right. in reality. It's, all just, it's just layered music that sounds right. in your ear that doesn't translate to the real world. He's a brilliant songwriter and able to record perfectly, but his his voice is wretched. I mean, it's horrible. And you can you can just auto tune it, yeah. You modify it and you can pitch it. But his lyrics sounded. Ho- he can't do that perfectly. He right. can't do that in real life to get those. 
to get the nasally. Have you and, tried and to? Can't can't play. Have you and tried to sing play. like him? It's no, impo- It's disgusting. But it's his voice, man. It's he doesn't have any. <laughs> he doesn't have any uh, bass to his voice. He t- he said his dad was a singer too, and also had a voice just like him. I, yeah, I, hold on, I doubt that because how are you jazz, singing like jazz, like, like jazz singer? Like yeah. But bad singers, <laughs> that's, bad that's really a non-issue because, you know, Bob Dylan, I mean, Joe Garcia, I mean, there's but, many bad singers. But Bob Dylan can do it with an acoustic guitar. You could not listen to Billy Corgan play live with an acoustic You need to have mass distortion drowning out the, just right. the right. siren, like, that is going off in your head. Let's see, like, Landslide was recorded, like, mono. That's true. It sounds pretty good, man. Actually, it does sound good. You're right. I just dispelled all the things I yeah, said. Yeah, so, too shit. Anyway, Shit, Billy Corgan, man. Billy Corgan also believes in shapeshifters. So do I. Do you, have you man. seen one? Yes. Because Billy Corgan saw one. I have definitely. You've seen one. someone shift. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, and I'm not going into it. So fuck y'all. All right, well, cool, because this goes right no, into this. Definitely, if you say like I'm not somebody's gonna say. a shapeshifter that believes in shapeshifters and they're like hold abnormal. Hold on. If you Ben, because Ben only just believes hold on. the status quo, man. Ben. I want to. I want to. Hold on. I, I need this. Hold on. I need this. Status I need quo. this. I need this real bad. It doesn't fit. Into Tell the me what a quo. what what you mean by a shapeshifter. I don't know. It's something that okay. I can, I can back this up with a with a witness. I, I mean, in general, I mean, it's just like like well, it, like it was this, and, and it was so it was a uh, it was a being that I thought was my friend Steve Baker, and it was in his house, and it was. And if you want to hear the story, we yeah, can, yeah, go for it. Story. Yeah, I'm getting this we is what time. happened. Okay, so we were in his house in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and we were recording music on a four track. Okay, it was me, uh, this uh, cello player named Emily, uh, his wife Jessica at the time, and Steve and myself, and they they had this this little house and it had a big living room, uh, like uh, it was a box, and the kitchen was in this corner couch was here and their bedroom was over there it was a big picture window here and we'd play music till like two o'clock in the morning and I, I fell asleep on the couch and there was a piano over on this wall too next to their door and I fell asleep and I was awoken by this horrific lightning and thunderstorm that was rattling the windows you know in Wisconsin thunderstorms and I just like woke up I was like holy fuck like something almost knocked me off the couch it was so intense I mean, this thunderstorm and I kind of, you know, chilled out a little bit and and fell back down uh, to sleep on the couch. And I was just listening to this storm. And it was raging. It was raging thunderstorm. And I, I fell asleep and opened my eyes. And it was perfectly dead fucking calm. And I had no idea how long was in between the time where I, I fell asleep while listening to the storm. And when I opened my eyes, when I opened my eyes, it was totally dead calm. And my, my entire body just... Just adrenaline she was shot out because it was just such a strange feeling, okay? And I'm laying on this couch, and I look over in, in the corner where Steve's bedroom door was like that window. It was probably this far away. And he was standing there. And I was like, huh, Steve, mumbling something. Because I, I was like, my heart was just going, bah, pounding. And, uh, you know, I said, Steve, hey, what's up, man? Thunder, thunderstorm, wake you up. And he didn't say nothing. And I sat up and, like, adjusted my eyes, you know? And as I adjusted my eyes, that fucking thing that I thought was Steve Baker melted, like, into the piano. And then the door opened, and there was fucking Steve. That's a true story. That's a ghost. 
Well, it's shape shifted. It's shape shifted from one shape to another. But yeah, it's a ghost, though. The ghost can. What's a shape shifter? Shape shifter's a, a a man. Like <laughs> change solid. Yeah, form. like turning into. Yeah, so, no, I don't know. No, I, 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 was, I was a man and now I'm a cow type. Is, any, of, is anything right. that can embody <laughs> another form. So Corgan was on yeah, Howard Stern and he said, "I saw a transformation that I can't explain. I was not on drugs. I was totally sober." I Howard, believe him. Howard Stern's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "There was a person there and then there wasn't," and he pressed him okay, more. He goes, and and he goes, we were saying. Obviously, he goes, "Well, it was a we shape." All know Obviously, we all yeah, know it's true. Corgan said it was a shapeshifter. He goes back on Stern last year, and so Stern's like, "Well, we need to talk about this," and Corgan reiterated, "I know it happened. In fact, it happened twice." He says, I will say, since we're on radio, that the story is even more fantastical than you think. And so Stern's like, uh, keeps impressing him, and Corgan goes, the person was naked. And Howard Stern goes, a man? And Corgan responds, a person was naked. Then Stern asks, are you saying it was a lover who shapeshifted? To which Corgan probably quite rightly replied, I can no longer discuss this. Oh. So he's having sex with somebody. So it basically, he, into a different form. Yeah, that's no, kind of the no, gist of it. No, that's just immaturity. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come no, he was in his fifty. He was like fifty-two. Hey, smoke some DMT, man. Seriously, and you will see things. In, you will see naked men in the corner. I promise you. I mean, it's just well, an obvious thing. It doesn't have to be sexual. I don't even know what DMT is. I'm not Dimethyl sure. Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, so it's very, very powerful. Sounds like mosquito spray. No, it's in your brain. Is that red. deep? Yeah. No, it's it's it is. Yeah, it's a molecule that everyone. No, it's, it's in it's almost cut, all life. It's stripped out of ayahuasca, and you and you smoke it, and it, never it's the most. Never heard of this. Actually, Me neither. They call it a, the spirit molecule yeah. because they uh, the people have researched it. Who's they? PhDs, uh, scientists, uh, chemists, doctors, uh, doctors, lawyers. lawyers, all kinds of people. In such Trump, um, Trump, and have have come to the conclusion that there's a spiritual phenomenon that happens when people are on this substance. Yeah, it's no fucking joke. You don't smile about probably, shit like that and go, probably, hey, come on. you're an idiot." No, no how, how about this? Kevin, how about, it is not a joke. I've never heard yeah, of it. Ain't no hold joke, on. man. Hold on. Let, let's no, slow it down. Wait, let's slow light, it down a little bit. To though, make man. light of people saying that they. they they saw a shapeshifter. I, I just can't get on board, man, because I think all that shit is 100% fucking real. Well, that's... You know? Well, hold on. Cool, no, man. Hold on. I'm not saying you're... But yeah. that doesn't mean the guy's crazy, because I isn't. guarantee you that a vast majority of the population of this country would tell you the same shit. I've oh. seen beings of light before. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I, I want to throw an example out there. We have crazy. seen people on camera, on a freeway, run up to another person, knock them down, and eat their face. So, yes... There are people that think a lot of things out there. Wait, what? Right? Oh, the bath salts. Yeah. The bath salts, oh, right? Bath so, salts. as we talk about... Didn't you do bath salts once? I never did that. So, all I'm saying is, like, I understand. Reality is what it is to you. That's it. If you believe in shapeshifters, if you don't, what does it matter? By the because, way, that... Right? That if you tell me... I, I like your acceptance, continue. Carl. I, I accept it because... I'm sure I'm wrong on a lot of fronts. He's just saying it in a softer term than I am, though. Yeah. Well, I, no. I'm just telling you, I was like, everybody's an asshole who says that it's not Dude, real. Why are, you just, just, why are you yelling at me? I'm, I'm not saying you're no, Carl's saying, well, no, it's, uh, he's it's saying the It's real to whoever believes it's real. That guy who Wait. ate the guy's face, they tested him. He wasn't on no, bath he wasn't. salts. They actually he was found just out, yeah. fucking crazy. 
exactly. But I guarantee. So, so he saw something. So you're pro yeah. bat salts. You're defending bat definitely. salts. Definitely. What? Are I bat thought salts? that was already. It's, what about crocodile? Supposedly you it's could like, take like bat salts. No, and like but it's, it's not shit that you get that you put in your bath. Yeah. No, it's no, not. no, it's no, it's not. It's not. No, that's the that's the misnomer of the. How many bath salts you don't just eat in bath? Yeah. Shit, I, I, I was doing it wrong. It's not like a Tide Pod, dude. I what thought you just smoke it. <laughs> what is you free base it. You can, it's many, many different chemicals yeah. from China. You can insert it. It's a suppositive. It's the shit they sweep off the lab floor when they're making. Uh, no, that shit's des- no. The, the shit is the shit is designed. They kept bringing it and they call it bath salts at the head shop. So they can uh, put it in a package and sell like it, but some of it that it's they like were the selling, synthesized weed. Yeah, and then it, it becomes uh, they they make a law for it, so they need a new bath salt. So yeah, it's like some oh, of gotcha, it was gotcha. really no, but it's, powerful. It's a, it's a chemical created in a lab. Right, chemical right, right, right. Absolutely created. Oh, okay, I got you. So it's, it's like it's like K two or K three. What is that? Like fake weed? Different fake K two. Yeah, it's K three. What is that? Ridiculously vast. Uh, general umbrella uh, uh, for spice, basically. Spice. So like it's a. I'm sorry. I, I think it's we like got a way off track. It's like a package of like. I don't know how. I mean, of like there's, uh, a tra- there's a track here. Garbage pail kids with like a nuclear man. thing coming out of their head, and it's like right. here's bath salts. Uh, yeah, put it in your I just bath didn't. Or I just eat didn't it. like the the, the condescending. There was hold on. There was that. never like Ben. I want to like I consider you a very smart person. Thank you. You didn't really think you like took a bath in bath salts. Yeah, it was that same I, stuff that everyone had. Like girls were would happen. That... <laughs> this guy's silky taste on my tongue. dude. I honestly did. <laughs> I'm gonna slow down, it's take like, a bath, and then go really eat someone's face off. Really yeah, I on these bath salts. <laughs> Well, because I was just figured no one ate them, dude. <laughs> it's like some weird bath salts. They don't salt eat them if you eat the bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> That, I'm not kidding. I thought it was. Bizarre. There's all different tarts. Oh, There's all different that levels part. of smartness in the world, if, right? It, wait, wait. If 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 bath if taking bath salts and eating somebody's face off. Remember we're recording. I just thought they if, were, but they're supposed to be crazy. We're if, recording this, Kevin. No, I'm just saying. If if all you had to do is pop a bath salt in your mouth, like that you were gonna throw in the bubble bath. Yeah, that's what I thought. We would all be eating them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I actually think you no, know, I got some bath salts. Yeah, if they were actual crystals that you get at, I honestly thought crate and barrel. Okay. That's fair enough, Ben. Thanks for not trying to cover up. Uh, I'm naive in some aspects, I guess. I think he's just uh, covering up that he's taken some, and now he's like trying to show that he hasn't. Yeah, I got, I don't right? Think he's Billy like, what Corgan is he ever talk? He doesn't really no. talk about using like any. No, he's not a drug addict. Yeah, Nothing. I never got that. Nothing. He owns when you, a tea shop, dude. Yeah, when when you hear the interviews, mm-hmm. he's really measured all the way back from you know when he was like 20 or whatever. No, he's just a dick, and he's kind of weird. <laughs> And he has a ton of money. That was basically the end of the show right there. We should we should, we should just, <laughs> just stop it and edit it right there. We're at 50. Are we at 50 well, minutes? Ben, ben what? I'm sorry. I'm just reaching over. Get over oh, there, man. Hold on. Can we just get, get one, like, uh, two minutes on... Yeah, th- just re- let's... His what wrestling. Else do you have? wrestling. Yeah, no. Wrestling? We don't have to... The dude owns a wrestling... Like, he's super into, like, 
wrestling. Like WWF w- wrestling. Yeah, he oh, owns that. I thought it was maybe I don't like, even know uh, what. He owns, he owns National whole... Wrestling Alliance. Like, right. you show me that he poster. He still owns it? He owns, like, a, a local, like, Chicago Wrestling Alliance. I think it might be Midwest. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, into that. Yeah, so is Billy Corgan. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Well, I mean, you uh, go with the money. You like this, this story, okay? The Under the Giant, uh, there's a documentary on HBO about Under the Giant. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. And after oh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3? Yeah. When, um, it was like a, just a, a battle royale, but it was the one before. Uh, it was the famous was one, right? Yeah, beat by Hogan. Right. Number 3 was just a battle royale, yeah. and Under the Giant just beat everybody's ass. And there was the, the, the reporter in the, you know, back backstage or wherever like swings the camera around and here's Andy Warhol okay and he's just standing there and he goes he goes what did you think of that and he goes I'm 100% speechless <laughs> I mean so yeah. I mean like people it's like pure entertainment oh no it, yeah it was oh well, did you wait did you hold see on that? there's a super I've seen physical before, aspect yeah. no, did too did you see the poster I sent him I found on, on the floor oh yeah you didn't send yeah I didn't send it to him Pretty good. No, Andre the Giant was a, just we could do a whole podcast on. Oh yeah, no, ben, he, what he's else got a whole life. But, I'm yes. um, I'm looking up. Uh, I think we we covered a whole lot of. I mean, there's not. We could go on. You know, I, just breaking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. Like I'm gonna give now. you my final thoughts to the guy. I, yeah, I, I think I appreciate that he's he's stuck his neck out there and going against the grain in terms of Hollywood I, people. I don't know. I read yeah. a uh, interview on the Guardian, and he was a complete douchebag. But um, I, I want to go to this favorite album, Siamese, or is there any other? You want melancholy? Hmm? You, you can listen so one. Favorite album. If you had to pick one, I mean, it's one of two. Oh, like a desert island. Yeah. Probably because I'd pick Melancholy because there's more song. I'd take Siamese. I like Siamese Dream. I'm going to throw this out there at the very end. You're going to take Gish? <laughs> I'm going to say I never really liked Smashing Pumpkins. Really? No. Never got into them. Uh, Thought it was too high-pitched, too whiny. Thought it but in the you're more of a, of thing, you are kind of more of a Nickelback guy. No, yeah. no, no, no. Creed, At the time, Creed. you're gonna like this. At the time, I was more of a corn guy. You were no. Well, that was yeah, be, that was you after were in Iowa. Yeah, that was after actually. Not like, really. That, that was ninety three. Ever right, ninety three. Corn what? corn was ninety six, <laughs> ninety seven. So I never really got into it. But what this is what I'll say is like, all right. So he stayed relevant more than a number one. Flash in the pan. So like, that's not corn though. Not at all. But but what I will tell you is, it's impressive that he stayed relevant this long. Because most people from that age should have hit had a number one and moved on. So he must have made it. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. Uh, millions, millions, millions. All I know is 15 years. You know, if you're smart business wise, Kurt Cobain's estate is worth like 250 million dollars. Who who has that? Courtney Love. Yeah. No. Yeah. And she, got uh, it. she did get it. I don't think she got the whole thing. And Francis Bean. Francis yeah, Bean no, has part of it. She got a huge part of it. That's no, she's got a ton of it. The only thing I heard it that makes, was crazy. She was gonna break up with them. They make shit loads of money every year just on royalties. Yeah. The only the weird thing, and I heard this off Joe Rogan's interview, yeah. is that mm-hmm. they uh, that, that would happen, the people that, that record right. 
or the people that write the songs get an X amount every time a, a, a record is sold. Yeah. So you want to be the writer. Right. And someone had told him, and it's right on already an interview that said, you should share this with the band. And he's like, no. Right. You want to keep it all. And all of a sudden, exponentially, he was making way yep. more money than everyone. And that was a huge driver in pushing everyone away from the band. Well, that's because also... He, wait, also that's he, he was everything. He was everything in it. Yeah. But he all they said is... He they wrote said, everything. If he wrote you wanted, the he felt like that. But, that's how he, but he they said, you know what? You want to keep the band together? You want to keep making a lot of money? Just here's, share it a little bit, and you will make a lot more money. And he's, he was 20-some years old, and he's like, I'm broke. No way. In terms of songwriting credits... Okay, so if you write the song, okay, the actual song on a guitar or just the words yeah. and the music, and you bring it to the band, and they come up with different arrangements for their parts, they get songwriting credits. Right. Sure. If, so you if don't want anyone writing. Yeah, you... no. If mm. Kurt Cobain wrote the songs, the melody, the arrangements, the drum parts, everything, yep. period, fuck those people. I mean, that's why Dave Grohl Gro- I mean, Gro- doesn't get anything off of Nevermind. Nothing. You didn't even like to he talk about even it. On it. All, all he did was right, like... Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have to read the lyrics to understand what he's saying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like... <coughs> All right. All right. Let's wrap. Two, two minutes, three minutes. Let's just, all of them. No, let's just finish it up. Okay. I think because we're done. I set my them. piece. All right, we're good. If I, sh- if I right. showed them to a 20-year-old today, they wouldn't be able to figure out what... Close. I write to you not with the joyous zeal of my previous correspondence but with the dread of a thousand brown, recluse spiders creeping over my pockmarked skin. While I appreciate your assistance in spreading the word of my beautiful engine of search to your many followers, I must admit most of this was all for naught. Despite your devoted readings of my advertisements, we harbored the patronage of only one soul who wrote, Jeeves, where may I find a used pair of bikini briefs with the monogram NDG embossed across the penile area. Note, I will accept slightly soiled. And to the dismay of this gentleman, I was unable to furnish a suitable answer. This failure has haunted my very being, plucking at the ventricles of my ever-dying heart. Because of this, I have left the comforts of my Fresno dwelling to abscond with my last bits of dignity the frostbitten lands of northern Saskatchewan. The savagery of winter has already set in, my friends, and day by day I narrowly escape its harrowing clutches. I'm down to my last lot of salted mink, along with several onions that I sadly plucked from a hobo's satchel as we shared a boxcar. I very much pray that these last words find you, as I am also being tracked by an unrelenting pack of wolves. As I noticed these lupine harbingers of death nipping at my heels, I made haste across Hunterman's Gulch in an attempt to shake them, wading deep into the frigid waters of the Pelican Narrows I was sure I had distanced myself to safety. The freezing waters had sent me into shock, and I shed my clothes as to lay ba- my barren skin next to the meager flames I was able to forge. Unfortunately, death's cousin sleep took me for some time, and I woke to the hairs of my pubis singed and my scrotum partially cooked like a slice of bacon before it flipped, sending the smell of burning flesh back to the wolf pack, alerting them to my presence. These last words have been written from my perch atop a lodgepole pine, naked and shivering, watching the pack of canine stalkers circling, waiting for me to finally give in and fall to the earth 
where they will inevitably tug my lifeless body to and fro in a battle royale to pack their bellies with the sustenance only Jeeves can give them. Page two. Godfrey Brothers, you have been like sons to me, or sylphs, as I like to say. <laughs> See this bard of the cybersphere still has some humor left in him. I wish you best, and tell my love, Rosalita, that the combination to my vault is the date she first unbuttoned her blouse in front of me, exposing the alabaster crust of her bosoms. And as they became flushed with desire, I felt their heft in my bare hands, the buttermilk flesh spilling out between my clutched fingers. And there's four more pages. I'm just going to stop right here. All right. 